welcome and thank you for tuning in to the Grace Assembly of God Sermon Podcast. Grace exists to help people discover a life of purpose in Jesus Christ through discipleship and serving one another. If you would like additional information, visit us online at www.graceofbelair.com. Again, thank you for joining us and enjoy this week's message. God bless you, and you may be seated. It, it is so good to be in God's house. When I shared Facebook uh, this morning, uh, I just said it is so good to be in God's house, and it is what a, what a wonderful privilege that we have, a unique privilege to come to the house of the Lord. I want to minister today from the life of Joseph, Genesis chapter 41, forgetting and fruitfulness in the land of affliction. Paul the Apostle said in Philippians 3.13, Brethren, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead. Then he went on to say, I press forward to the upward call, the high mark, the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. This is the secret of the blessed life. It's forgetting, forgiving, and moving on. But how many have found it can be the hardest thing to do, to forget, to forgive, and to move on? Joseph had a lot of unforgettable moments, good unforgettable moments, and we all have things that make us smile. And I just want you to think on your thinking, put your thinking cap on right now. Uh, How about for those of us uh, men that were married when she said, I do? How about that? Can you remember the time and the place? And if you're uh, you're with us on Facebook or on on our website today, uh, our live stream, just we're live streaming the services. Uh, why don't you just put in something in the comments that was an unforgettable moment? How about, how about for parents, the birth of that first child? Yeah. How about family memories and vacations and or when you first fell in love and your first house, your first car, uh, when you finally graduated from high school? and thought that was the end of all the tests, and then you found out when you go to college, no, that's just the beginning. But when you finally graduated, you can throw that hat up in the air, that cap up in the air. Um, There are wonderful things that God blesses us with and allows us to enjoy. But life also has a number of forgettable moments that often come with great adversity. This adversity can imprison us and limit us and wreak havoc with relationships, with our self-worth, even with our family, to the next generation, to those around us and our future. I just want to say this today. I believe that our nation is in a moment that is one of great affliction. And this is why church, the church of Jesus Christ needs to pray. God said, Jesus said, the prophet said, my house will be called a house of prayer for all nations, for all people. I invite you to join me Wednesday night, 
7 o'clock of the Gen Now Activity Center as we pour out our hearts to the Lord for this country, for this, for this church, for the prayer requests that come, for a move of God in our midst. By the way, just the other day, uh, we had a, a, we, uh, on, on my day off, we had a wonderful uh, trip crabbing with my brother and my grandson. Some of you have seen that on Facebook. Uh, one of the men that makes uh, the traps for us, and we, we buy some things from him. Um, we were there the other day to get a few replacement things, and he calls me Preach. He's a tough old guy from Dundalk, big, tall guy, tough Vietnam veteran. He's been in prison and a past that, that I, not too many people would be proud of, and just a tough, tough, tough guy. But he's found the Lord as his Savior. God's turned him around. Praise God. And I, I called him by his nickname, and, and I said, I, I, I need to get buy some of these from you. And he said, just one second. He came back, and he handed me, handed me 30 of them. And he said, he said uh, I said, how much? He said, no charge. I just want to give it to you, preacher. And uh, then his, his wife was there. You, don't, you may not know this because all anyone would know is her name is, is uh, Julie. But we've prayed for her, had some really big health issues. And last year, he said, would you have your church give a special prayer for my wife? And I said, okay. She looked so much better. I just said, you've really, I mean, just you've improved so much. And he looked at her and he just nodded, you know, People have been married a while. They know what to do. And she came back out and she, he said, Preach, I want to give you something for the church. And he handed me a wad of $20 bills, $200. And he, tears started coming down his eyes. He said, Thank you for preaching the gospel. Thank you for a church that prays. Thank you for a church that's steadfast. I just want you to know that you are making a difference as we move forward in faith during this time of affliction. I believe that our nation is in trouble right now, but as the people of God call out to the Lord, God has raised us up to be the difference maker. Praise His name. Praise God. Don't give up praying. There are things that are going on behind the scene that none of us are aware of. If you depend just on the nightly news, you will be greatly misinformed about what's going on. It's cherry-picking. But God has called us to go uh, watch the nightly news. I do until I've had enough of it, but I always go to the good news every day. How many know what I'm talking about? To get God's perspective on this world. But life has these forgettable moments that come with great adversity. And sometimes God uses them to get our attention. One of the neighbors spoke with my wife, and she's a God-fearing woman, and she's not, she goes to church regularly. It's not our particular faith. But she said, I wonder, Chris, is God, is God using this to punish our country? I, I, I'm not going to say that's what, he's, that's what he's doing. But I will say, if you read the, God, the Word of God, God has said, and He has done he has brought affliction on different nations to bring judgment against that nation to get their attention. Get their attention. Now, I don't know what God is doing, 
but I know what God's called us to do. How about that? That's to pray and to be people of faith and to serve and to stay in his word and keep on keeping on. But we know that all, God causes all things to work together for good to those that are, love God and are called according to his purpose. The main idea that I want to share with you this morning is that God has made us for more. He can make you to forget and he can make us fruitful in the land of our adversity. Joseph and his life, and they had many similarities for Jesus and the Word of God calls it for instruction in righteousness. 2 Timothy 3.16 says this, that all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. Hear me, church. Hear me. The Word of God is profitable. It's guaranteed. Let's embrace the Word of God. Let's dive in deeply in God's Word. It is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, correct, for correction and instruction in righteousness. You see, we're all on a journey, this journey called life. We all have a destiny, either heaven or hell, far from God for eternity. But it is essential that we keep as followers of Jesus a right attitude, a life of faith, of one of perseverance, of one of trusting in the Lord so that we can do more than live out our allotted days on this earth. God has made us for more, so that even in the middle of trouble, by the way, God's Word says all men, all women are born to trouble as the sparks fly upward. Can anyone say, oh man, I didn't, you know, I've lived through that. If you're human, you're born to trouble as the sparks fly upward from the chimney or from the campfire. They just... But I'm glad that's not the end of the matter. How about you? Yeah. But we can take our troubles as they rise out of the ashes or in the, or the heat of the moment, and our troubles, they go up toward God with our prayers, and we say, Lord, please, will you do something as your word is promised, as your word is promised for my life? And so we don't God wants us to do more than to just ride out our days, but he can help us so that we don't capsize the boat or to give up. We can enjoy God and know God and grow in God and be a blessing to our family, to our church, to our neighbors, to the generations that come after us and to the world. We can declare like Joseph, I was enabled by the help of the Lord to forget all my troubles. He has made me to forget, and he has made me fruitful in the land of my affliction. I believe, church, that as we lay hold of this, God is going to do something inside of us. I believe that God wants to do it so that he can receive all the glory. We can, like Joseph, say, the Lord help me, and our lives will strengthen those who come behind us. Let's go to Genesis chapter 41, verses 50, 51 and 52. Joseph had been sold by his brothers into slavery. He had been kicked out of Potiphar's house. He had been thrown in jail. 
But God used all that to make him fruitful, to forget. Genesis 40, 50, and 52. Now before the year of famine came, two sons were born to Joseph, whom Asenath, the daughter of Potiphar, a priest of own, bore to him. Joseph named the firstborn Manasseh, for he said, God has made me forget all my trouble in all my father's household. He named the second Ephraim, for he said, God has made me fruitful in the land of my affliction. I don't know what adversity or affliction or painful memories or experiences you find yourself in this morning. But I'm here to declare and to encourage that God can make you forget and make you fruitful once again. He can take away the deepest pain The scripture says there is a balm in Gilead, a healing, a healing balm, an ointment, a medicine that comes from the Lord. Joseph said, God has made me forget all my trouble. What a big brush and what a glorious brush. All. Would you say it with me this morning? All. All my trouble. And he's made me to forget my father's household. God gave him this son named Manasseh. And the word means literally to forget. To, in the Hebrew, to forget or to evaporate or to carry away. Made me forget my household. Nothing's more central to us. Nothing is more our true north than our household. Nothing's more, well, it's our center of gravity. But Joseph experienced some of the deepest family trouble. He was the youngest son and the favorite of his brother. You remember the coat of many colors? Remember that? You've read that or you've seen the movie about it, the coat of many colors. He was a favorite of his dad. He had these dreams with his older brothers when he was the youngest, how they would bow down before him, and even his parents were bowing down before him. And the Bible says they hated him even the more, and they wouldn't talk peaceably to him. I'm not going to ask how many of you have experienced that in your family, that they hate you even more, and they won't talk peaceably to you. They were jealous, and they plotted to kill him. They threw him into a pit. They sold him into slavery, and they told his dad he was killed by a wild animal, and I, no doubt. And then they sold him to the slave traders, and he ended up in Egypt, far from Israel and the promised land. Family trouble. I want to ask how many have ever experienced family trouble, but it is painful. It can be toxic. Toxic. And no doubt, Joseph on the way in shackles, wandering across the desert upon the trading route with the camels 
shuffling along as a young 17-year-old man had thought, if only I hadn't told the dreams to my brothers, maybe they wouldn't have done this to me. But by the way, they hated him, but God's word says that Jacob, his father, took notice. I just want to encourage you, don't be jealous when God is using a younger person. Take notice. Don't be like King Saul and try to kill David. Saul could have had a, a legacy forever if he would have empowered young King David and understood that young man's heart was to serve him and to serve God. If only I had covered up my brother's misdeeds because he brought a bad report to his dad about them. The Bible says they hated him the more. If only I had gone along and covered up from them, or if I, only I had disobeyed and not looked for my brothers in Dothan when Dad sent me there. How many know that the if-onlys of life can hold us back? The if-onlys of life can hold us back. They can imprison us. They can fill us with bitterness and with regret and even hopelessness. These onlys, and it's not just when we're a victim, but sometimes we do stupid things. How many, can you say amen, Pastor Paul? All right, okay, yeah. Why did I do that? Why did I say that? Why did I say no to that young man? I don't know. Why did I blow that job opportunity? Why didn't I take it seriously? Why did I do, why did I do that thing? I was embarrassed of myself that I would do that. But God can make us forget, praise his name. The if-onlys can bury our future. They can become baggage and luggage that hold us back. In Egypt, he was in Potiphar's house, sold there. Then he was thrown in prison. He was forgotten by his fellow prisoner who was later exonerated and released. But Joseph was faithful to God. Can someone say amen? He's faithful to God and God's presence with, with him. God did not forsake him. And someone said this, two men behind bars, one saw mud and the other saw stars. How about that? Let's just look up. Let's look up. God made me forget all my trouble. I want to share with you this morning and encourage you that God has a work of grace for your heart. A work of grace for your heart, of power today for you. He can make you forget the past. He can take the sting of the worst thing possible. We can't change the facts of pain or loss but God can take that sting and he can heal that for his glory. He can release you from the prison of offenses and wrongs done to you and empower you to walk into the future that God has prepared. Praise God. Amen. Trade your sorrows for the joy of the Lord. Oh God, give us a Manasseh. Amen. Give me a son, Lord. Make me forget. God, listen, God has a gift for you and for me. He's given his son. Jesus Christ is his name. He's the one who forgives our sins. He throws them in the sea of his forgetfulness. And by his grace, 
Romans 5 says, in this grace in which we stand, we can't get away from it as we pour our hearts and our life out to the Lord. Our past, I want to read something to you. I read in the New York Times. You say, oh, Pastor Paul, what in the world are you reading? You know, I read a lot of things. I read something in the New York Times that I thought I'd never read. But the Pulitzer Prize read, uh, writer, Friedman is his name. He's the specialist on international affairs. And something was actually written about President Trump that was positive in the news. I don't know if you're aware of it. I don't know if you're aware of it, but this past week there was a blockbuster peace move treaty that was signed in the Middle East. How many heard? You didn't. Most of you didn't hear that on the evening news. There was only one major station that he, other, than, other than FOX that covered it. Blockbuster deal. And this man is a specialist in the Middle East. And he said they were able to bring two sides together. One side who wants the past to bury any hope of peace in the future and the other side that wants the future to bury the past and they can move forward. I just want to say spiritually, God has a work for you and for me in our lives so that we can be released from our past so our past will not bury the future that God has for us. Can someone say amen? And God can do a work in our lives, and I believe he's going to do it, and he's doing it right now as we hear the word of God where our future will bury the past. Praise God. God can make you forget. A few years ago, in fact, it's been seven or eight years ago, um, so, <laughs> the other, I don't know, it was a couple of weeks ago, and someone said, uh, I don't know, family member, friend, I don't, I don't know what, I, don't, I can't remember right now. And they said, boy, you, have, you sure have a lot of, you've had a lot of adversity in your life. And I said, well, yeah, you know, I th sometimes I think maybe that should be my middle name, adversity. I can't control what happens to me. How many know that? But I can control, I can control where the sparks fly upward to. I'm not putting a damper on things. Give that fire some Holy Spirit air. Can someone say amen? Get clear the smoke. Let the sparks fly upward. But seven or eight years ago, my wife said, Paul, we have to let go of it so it will let go of us. Let's pray for them. God has done a marvelous work in our lives. God has done a marvelous work here in the life of grace. Can someone say amen? Yes, yes. We can't let the past bury our future. There's no future in the past. The future is in what God has for us. Secondly, Joseph said, God has made me fruitful in the land of my affliction. He gave another song called Ephraim. And the word Ephraim actually means doubly fruitful. Doubly fruitful. Joseph was fruitful in Egypt. What happened in, in Genesis chapter 41, 39 through 45, Joseph, uh, Pharaoh said to Joseph, 
See, I have set you over all the land of Egypt. Now remember, he was sold into slavery. He was uh, by his brothers. He, he was kicked out of Potiphar's house. He was in prison, right? Uh, he interpreted dreams. He became friends with the, king, with the Pharaoh's cupbearer. And he said, hey, uh, bud, dude, friend, good buddy, when you get out of here, remember me. And the Bible says that the cupbearer forgot Joseph. I'm just going to say, how many know you don't need friends like that? A real friend is made for adversity. They don't just use you as a stepping stone and say goodbye. But Pharaoh said to Joseph, because someone had heard that Joseph interpreted these dreams in prison and they turned out to be true. They brought him before Pharaoh and Pharaoh had this dream. Remember that dream? There were seven fat cows. How many remember that? Seven fat cows and then seven lean cows came up and gobbled them up. That's, how many know you wouldn't forget that dream? Yeah. I wish, um, well, I, it's not very spiritual, but I wish something lean would gobble me up. How about that? Oh, my. I want to, okay. All right. I'm going to move on. Yeah. They brought him for Pharaoh, and Joseph said, Sir, Pharaoh, Master, they all had to bow. He said, this is what, this is what God says is going to happen. Egypt, you're going to have seven years of plenty. Then there's going to be seven years of famine. He said, this is what God said. God said, and Pharaoh said, Who else can discern these dreams? Surely you must know God. And he brought him, and this is what the Bible says. He said, you're going to be second in command in Egypt. How many know that's a king? They make us, listen, they're not going through a committee. They're not going through whatever. That, that was his own policy. You know, you're going to be second in command. He took his ring off, his signet ring. He put it on his hand. He put gold chains around him, dressed him. And he said, now the, the chariot, whenever there's a parade or we go anywhere, my, per, my charity will go first, but yours is going to go second. And not only that, he sent a decree to all of Egypt. He said, nothing is to take place in Egypt unless Joseph says so. Now, how many like that position? From the pit to the palace. God gave Joseph all power and he made him fruitful because of huge trust. I just want to quickly share, there was a pattern here, a pattern that when he was in Potiphar's house in Genesis 39, verses 2 through 5, it says the Lord was with him, and he became a successful man, and Potiphar saw that. When he was in prison, but the Lord was with Joseph and extended kindness to him and gave him favor in the sight of the chief jailer, so that the jailer, the chief, did not supervise anything under Joseph's charge because the Lord made him to prosper because the Lord was with him. I just want to say, friends, T.D. Jake says this, that we need to position ourselves to receive God's best. Position ourselves to receive God's best. 
And one of the ways to get ahead, if you work somewhere, works, you work to the point, you understand what that boss wants, you understand what that company wants, you understand what that mission is, whatever they give you to do, you do it with all your might so they don't even have to worry one bit, but you're expanding that area. How many, is there an amen in the house this morning? Jesus followers should be the best employees. There's no place for grumbling. You think Joseph would have been second in command if he grumbled and complained in prison or if he brought a lawsuit against Potiphar's wife? No, God has something more for us, praises his name. There was a pattern that was there. Then there's a promise to embrace. I want to encourage you to embrace Jesus' promise for your life. John 15, 16, Jesus said, You did not choose me, but I chose you. And I appointed you that you would go and bear fruit and that your fruit would remain. Can someone say amen? God's will through Jesus for your life is fruitfulness and multiplication and blessing to forget and to make us fruitful in the land of our affliction. Position yourself to receive. Ephesians 2.10 For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we would walk in them. I want to encourage you this morning, church and friends, even in the place of adversity and affliction, walk towards the good works that God has prepared for you in Christ Jesus. Is there an amen? amen? Yeah. Don't sabotage ourselves. Walk towards them. Walk in them. Don't walk away from them. Do the things that God can bless in our life. God was at work and because Joseph was sold into slavery and he was faithful to God's house, when his own household had betrayed, betrayed him, there came a time when Israel underwent the famine. And Jacob, his father, who is now an old man, sent his sons down into Egypt to buy some grain to avoid starvation. And for some reason, Joseph caught wind of it, and he disguised himself and had his brothers appear before them, before him. And he sold them grain, and they didn't know it. When they turned their back. He put cups and silver and money in their sacks, and they discovered it, and they came running back, fearing for their lives. And Joseph broke down and cried. And he said, he fell on their necks and said this, As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good in order to bring about this present result to preserve many people alive. I, I don't know what's going on in your life today. I can only, but I do know that in this room, in our live stream services. Many of us are walking through times of affliction and adversity.
God has something for you. Praise God. He's called the great redeemer. He redeemed situations. My wife and I understand nightmares. We understand we understand some things that no one ever told me about when I went to Bible college to go in the ministry. But I also understand more than ever before that greater is he that's within me than he that's in the world. I understand that Jesus will build his church and the gates of hell will not prevail. I understand like Jeremiah that I can say, he brought me out of the miry clay. He set my feet on the rock to stay. I understand that he's the one that will build his church, praise God, and that he builds lives. And there's two sides of this coin. One, he'll make you to forget, but the other, he'll make you to be fruitful. Praise his name. Amen. I love God. How about you? Praise God. Praise God. I want to pray for you right now. I'm going to have the band come. I want them to come if they would. This morning, you've heard God's word, and there's an opportunity to do something about what you've heard. You might say, this morning, you say, I, I see a ray of hope. God's word has encouraged me in my situation that God can take the sting from my past. By his grace, I can forget or I can forgive and that he'll make me fruitful. If that's you, would you raise your hand with mine this morning, wherever you are? Yes, 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 yes. Perhaps you would say, I want to forget the past. I want God to come and to help me forgive my sins and help me place my trust in him as my Lord and Savior this morning. I'm going to cross over the line place my trust in him. I want to come home. I'm ready for a change in my life, for fruitfulness, where my past isn't sabotaging me. I want to know that God has forgiven my sins and he will never remember them anymore. I'll have a clean slate in Jesus Christ. If that's you this morning, you want that, just raise your hand this morning. Yes, I see your hand. Others this morning, I, I, yes, 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 yes. Praise God. Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, those that are listening by way of live stream this morning, would you pray with me? If you have a prayer request this morning, I'm going to ask you, just put it in the comments, and someone, one of the prayer team will pray with you. Heavenly Father, in Jesus' strong name, we love you. We love you for your word. We love you for your power that greater is he that's within us than he that's in the world. We love you, Lord, that we are more than conquerors through Jesus Christ that loved us. I ask right now, by the power of the Holy Spirit, God, that you would take away the sting, the sting of loss and pain, Lord, of, of not knowing why and where there's no answers and there's nothing but a deep hole and there's no answers, God, that instead of that, you will bring hope right now and healing 
in the strong name of Jesus. And church, if that's you, you reach out right now by faith. You claim that and say, Lord, please help me in Jesus' name. I pray, Lord, that you will speak life and you'll come alongside of us. Right now, the Spirit of the Lord is upon us. Lord, we thank you to preach good news to the captive, to open prison doors, to open the eyes of the blind. Lord, to trade ashes for beauty. And Lord, to make us the planting of the, of the Lord, the oaks of righteousness in Jesus' strong name. Lord, I pray your will for your people. Your will is that you've not chosen me, but I've chosen you. And I've appointed you that you would go and that you would bear fruit and your fruit would remain in Jesus, Jesus' name. We pray these things. And Lord, we embrace your perspective that what was meant for evil against us, God has meant for our good as we look to the Lord. God, I pray as this morning that as we lift up our hearts to you, our past, God, that you would take this we would have the perspective and know beyond a shadow of a doubt, Lord, in even the worst circumstances, God, you will work things for your good and for those who love you according to your purpose. We thank you now. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Church, would you stand with me?